Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Came in here and Dave Wanstead. There's a happy group of overachievers that have been well coached. College football national champion. A number of legends here tonight. Dave Wanstead. Super Bowl champion. Dave Wanstead, one of my, you know, really idols. Football analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. Thanks for coming in. Good to see you. You're here, Spinks. Love hey, you. Hey. Thanks. <laughs> I am. You don't have to ask for things. I, you have to think. Come on. Tyler. Tyler, come on. Come on. I'll, let me come in here and do that. We're Spigs. There it is. There it is. There Good it is. job, Tyler. I'm right here. Spigs is here running the show. Beautiful. <laughs> Danny's, he, he's so, he's watching, what's he watching? Syracuse in a bowl game tonight? <laughs> Playing FIU or somebody? Uh, South Florida. He's living his life. No. Form is something tall and strong. They get a hurricane before I it's only half past 12, but I don't care. He don't care. I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. That open makes this really difficult. It makes it really hard, Danny. I gotta be honest. I have a physical reaction in my body that I want to take a sip on something right now. Speaks cracked his spotted cow into the mic and just cheers Dave Wanstead with his beard. What do we look? Spotted cow. Spotted is a, cow, Dave. A delicious Wisconsin beverage brought by Chris Tannehill today in a bag. He brought a bag of beer today. Hey, you don't have to, let me taste this. There you go. See what you think, Coach. It's pretty good. Yes. <laughs> yes. I really, ex- <laughs> I, I really expected buttermilk or something coming from uh, <laughs> Wisconsin, but this is pretty good. They drink there too, Coach. The Spotted Cow. How yes, about sir. that? It's a little disrespectful during Packer Week to be drinking well, Spotted it, Cow, but it, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. That's, I'm, that's ba- true, I'm, I'm back in Justin Field, so I'm good. Right, we'll get into that, but first, more important thing: uh, Happy New Year. Yes, same to you guys. Good health. Good health to you and the family for the uh, upcoming year. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, Dave. Coach. Back you as well. You. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know what dry January is? Yes, I do. Do you believe in it? Oh, n- not really, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, if you want to cut back, cut back for the year. Why would you do it for one month? You know, that's... Uh, yeah. I, I don't understand that part. Just like a diet, I don't understand that part of it, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what don't you get about a diet? Well, you sh- if you want to just reduce your calories or increase your activity, then do that. Don't just starve yourself for two weeks. No, you're, I see what you're, you're saying. You're 100% yes. right about that. That, yes. that stuff doesn't work because you bounce back like with a rubber band. No question. You and know? the same thing with this dry January stuff. I mean, please. How much did you drink in December? What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> That's my question, you know? 
Dave, there's water in this cup because I'm trying to prove to myself oh, that, that I can do on, it. Please. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm try I got to be honest. You're not being very supportive. You're not being very supportive of my goals, my hopes and dreams. I had two margaritas last night, so I made it three days, and uh, I'm now gonna see how long I can go without drinking. It starts today, or started uh, it after st- the margaritas. <laughs> it, sorry, it started January first. It restarts today. And Coach. January first and second, I had no alcohol. And then on January 3rd, I had two margaritas. And now today, I'm passing on the spotted cow because I don't support things from Wisconsin during Packers Week. <laughs> that, that's what it that's is. That's what it is. He's got a moral well, now, obligation. Now, now that it makes sense. Now, yeah, thank now you. I understand. I can appreciate that. Thank uh, you uh, very much. Hey, Coach, this, this game means a lot. It's fun that it means a lot. And it means a lot, you know, for the fans and for some of the players involved because they want to keep the Packers Absolutely. from the playoffs. But... I think it actually means a lot, at least for my own evaluation of Justin Fields. I want to see him finish this stretch strong, and I want to see him beat the zone that Green Bay is going to play. They played like 79% zone in week one. Atlanta just came in here and played like 90% man. I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but they did that. So Justin's got to beat the zone, and he's had a much more difficult time against it this year than he has man. Yeah, well, when you're you're – Playing a zone defense, the offense, uh, it's really a, a situation where it's more difficult on the quarterback. I mean, most quarterbacks will tell you that because, one, when you're in man and they're you know really blitzed, the good quarterbacks will tell you, we love when they blitz us. There's no indecision. Here they come. I know my receivers are going to be one-on-one coverage. Either they're going to run a slant to take off, you know, whatever the route is. You have that worked out before the game. And so it's a real quick decision. The ball comes out. And now it's a matter if your receiver is better than the guy covering him. You know, that's what man coverage comes down to. When you're in zone, the receiver has to find the open zone, you know, for mm-hmm. uh, to, to use those terms. So, but it could be it, the zone is different. That, that open zone or that hole in the defense is different if it's a three deep zone, okay, or if it's a two deep zone. Or if they're playing quarters, I mean, you know, you can play five or six different zone de- defenses. So the receiver's got to find that open spot, and the quarterback's got to be reading it and anticipating where he's going to be sitting down because he, you, you don't run in man coverage. You run away from the man coverage. You're right. The fastest guy gets there, the ball comes out. But in zone, you have to sit down between defenders. And your quarterback's got to read that, and he's got to throw the ball in between defenders. So when we talk about the stuff that Justin has struggled with, the anticipatory throws, reading it, seeing it, not waiting it for it to be open. Yes. A lot of what we're talking about is beating zone, isn't it? So it, 100%. And is Luke Getze putting him in the best position to do that? Like, is their partnership set him up schematically where he can, where he has a chance to show that he can do that. Yeah, the, the good news is if, if Justin lets us – I've come to the conclusion that the best thing Justin does is throw when he's on the move, whether it's a drop-back call or a movement pass. You know, roll-out passes, think about it. When he's rolling out where it's a run-pass option, uh, a la Mercedes Lewis touchdown, a la throwback to commit across the field a couple of weeks ago. They're all designed plays where he's got one or two options, and he's on the move with a chance to run. Well, do you, and what he's been doing in the last couple of weeks, drop back-wise, when they do drop back, he's avoiding the rush, and he's getting out of the pocket on the move, 
and the receivers are doing a lot better job of moving with him. And that's his deal. Because when he gets on the roll to the right, for example, he's only looking to the right for the most part. That's where, you know, you don't want – you can throw back to the left, and he doesn't, and quarterbacks do it, but the percentages of interceptions are high when you're throwing across your body, going to the right or left. So he rolling to, he's rolling to the right. There's only going to be one or two receivers over there. He can see them, and he's pretty darn accurate, uh, and he still has the opportunity to run. And they know that. That's what defensers are not going to let them do. They don't want them to do it. But is it enough? Like, if he can't do the anticipatory stuff and can't beat the zone, does Ryan Poles still invest in him? Well, it, to me, it comes down to this. You saw that Michigan game, right? It, at the end of the game, they're down by 10, and J.J. McCarthy takes him down the field and scores, right? There was about, what was it? I don't know, I forget the time, six, seven minutes left. Well, you get the ball again. They get down and they kick a, you know, they score twice in the, at the end there. Uh, and then they score in overtime. My point is that's, and as much as I like the, every, most of the things about Justin, that's the one thing that I honestly have to put my hand up and say, I really haven't seen that. You know, I haven't seen him at the end of the game where we're down by 10 just, you know, now you got five minutes left. We're going to have to drive and score a touchdown and get a field goal. We got to do that twice. Are you capable of doing that? That's what, to me, sets goal. He did, we did it once this year against Minnesota. We kicked the field goal. He hit D.J. Moore across the middle. Uh, but, you know, it's not his fault that we haven't done it. You know, his, his fourth quarter stats – hold on, I got about 10, 15 pages of notes here um, – you know, his, his, this season. Take a sip first, though. Okay, yeah, I'm getting. I'm, you guys are getting me a little worked up here. <laughs> I know we went right to the X's and O's. Which I which I love. You know, I know. Okay, uh, this season, this season, Justin Fields. Danny's yeah. dying as you take a sip. First through three quarters. Okay, S- scratching my nose. One, two, and three quarters. Listen up, guys. I'm, uh, sorry. Okay, yeah, I'm, listen. I'm going to go this okay. one time. Sports. He has completed almost 64% of his passes. In the first three quarters. First three quarters of, throughout the season. He's averaging seven yards a pass. Here we go. You ready? Yep. 13 touchdowns and three interceptions. That is outstanding. That's actually Pro Bowl numbers. I always said one for one, you're an average guy. Two for one, you got a chance to get in the playoffs as quarterback. Touchdowns, interceptions. You get up to three and four to one, that's what the big boys are doing, okay? So, he's right there. Now, one fumble lost. Fourth quarter for the season. Ready? 51% completion. So, it's 10, a little over 10% worse, okay? Uh, Yards per play, say six. It's 5.9. Okay. Touchdowns to interceptions. Three touchdowns, six interceptions. But you got to count the Hail Marys. Throw those out. Mm-hmm. Throw, so let's just say it's three for three. Mm, you're, you're okay. You know, let's give him, say, three. I don't know how many Hail Marys he's had this year, but let's say that three of them were. Um, fumbles lost, three. So, you know, that you know, unfortunately in this league, yep. as we know, what, 40% of the games are one-score games, guys? You know, this fourth quarter is that this is what's got me hung up. But you came in saying that you were supporting Justin Fields. They since we've last spoke, yes, 
I, I, they, yeah. they have been locked into the number one pick. Like, I know we've been talking about it as, like, a hypothetical for a while. Yep. But it, has, it is only official as of New Year's Eve. It's yeah. five days ago that this is actually reality, that Ryan Poles can take any quarterback in college football, and it just so happens that Caleb Williams, we've been talking about for years, is a 5-1 to one favorite to go number one overall. You shake your head at the mere mention of Caleb Williams. No, I don't. You know what? No, I don't. Because if I put his numbers over the last three years on a blind resume, and I put him up there with C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields coming out of college. Right, but yeah, go ahead. That's not even coach. You know what he's done the last three years? Caleb? Yeah. I got a pretty good idea. Tell him. Okay, tell him. He, he had five interceptions this year. He had 3,600 passing yards this year. Yeah, okay. In, in three years, he's had 93 touchdowns passing. Yeah. And 14 interceptions. Yeah. And 27 rushing touchdowns. Caleb. Caleb. Right. And how many first-round pick wide receivers? Uh, one. Uh, for okay. one year. Okay. Jordan, Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying no, but, I'm saying these numbers. Danny's saying he's done it without the weapons. Okay. A, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. That's great. He's done it without the weapons. I'm on board. That's all good. But is he – are the intangibles there? We don't uh, know. That, that's my That's my only question. Guys. That's what they got to find out over the next couple of months. We have no idea. And, and, and our listeners probably forgot because I've said it a couple of times – the Dan Marino story, you know, all my time at Miami, we're winning 10 games a year, third winningest franchise over that period I was there, and anybody in the NFL, uh, Green Bay and Philly were the only two winning more games a year, and everybody wanted to get rid of Jay Fiedler. And I, so Dan Marino, the last year we're there, he was working at the organization, and Danny and I are, you know, we go back to the pit days. He come in and says, Dave, we, we got we to gotta get better than Jay Fiedler. And I'm equating this to where we're at right now with Justin. I said, great, Dan. Here's the list of the guys that we can take. And I hand him the paper. He looks at one side. He looks at the other. And he throws it on the desk. He says, what is this? I says, Peyton Manning's not on there. Tom Brady's not on there. That's what we got to decide. And we got to be darn sure if we take one of those guys that they are better than Jay. Hmm. There's one of the, and he says, well, I, no, I wouldn't say that. And, and, you know, that was it. So I'm coming back to where we're at now with Justin. Okay, sure, let's get rid of him and, and get somebody else. If the guy is better, if you're going to stand on the table and tell me Caleb Williams is a better guy, that, that in December last year, getting ready for the Green Bay game, we all saw Justin Fields standing at the press conference. It was about 20 degrees out. His shoulder was in a sling. He had a separated shoulder. And they said, are you going to be able to play next week? And he said, it's Packer week. I am playing. The guy is tough. Yes. So the toughness, the work ethic, you know, the, 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 the players respect him in the locker room. That's all part of it. And if Caleb Williams has those things, I'm all for it because he's, he's more talented. Yeah. I'll give you that. He's more talented. Hmm. There's okay. no question about that. We're, we're agreeing that. Well, but, we will agree on that. Not yeah. not ev- not everybody seems to agree on that. Well, by the way, well, but, I, but I, I, I I would I would say he is. I'm okay. with you. We're okay. on the same. But my point, and I, and I, by the way, for the record, I agree with you. 
that I don't know right. those things about Caleb Williams, and that's what the pre-draft process is for, mm-hmm. right? But, that's what interviewing his high school coach, his college coach, his teammates, his girlfriend, his parents, his agent, like the the, com- the combine, the interviews, the pro days, like that. That's what the next ninety days is for. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen because I lived it, and I lived it with a, bear, a lot of players, but I lived it with a Bears player. Everything is going to be better. If you think if, if if whatever Caleb Williams is now. By the time we get the draft a couple months from now, it's going to be tenfold better in everybody's minds. It, it, these guys, they, they get – I do this in the offseason with players and work with agents in Florida. They send their kids down, and I tell them, this is what's going to happen in the interview. This is how you draw on a board. No, make the circles bigger when you're drawing a formation. You know, this, this is what – you don't ever say this about a teammate. Co- these guys are coached. Nowadays, right? What to say? Uh, by a lot better guys than me. I'm just giving the example. But agents call me and they say we'll coach them on how to get dressed and where to be and blah 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 blah. But we need somebody that's been in those draft rings, that's been in those interviews, and you, they they prep for the interview so that they can pass the interview. But can't you do? In it, theory, the the idea is to have sources. That's what a journalist would call it. Sources, connections, contacts, whatever, where someone will tell you the truth about what the guy is. Hey, let me let me give you another story. Well, hold on. I want to guess the Bears draft pick that Go duped ahead. you. Curtis Enos. Yes. I yes. knew it. I knew it. And 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 you know what? And and I don't have any pro I don't have anything against Curtis Enos. I understand. Trust, trust me, I don't. I, I understand. We're just he, talking football. He played the game, he played the draft game well. Wait, but let me tell you about having information. Guess who recruited Curtis Enos? Out of high school, Greg Schiano. Oh, that's your guy. Greg was on the staff at the Bears, Danny. So now you got somebody in your house that sat in this kid's home for two years because he was a great player out of Ohio, and Schiano sat in that kid's house for two years trying to get him to come to Penn State. Yeah, Schiano is a good recruiter. Greg, Greg is a great recruiter. Greg was at Penn State at the time. Got Ray Rice I, and Rutgers when I hired him. Okay, yeah. So. My po- so Greg spends his time with him. The area scout that was responsible every the way the way scouting is set up. You got your GM, then you got your director of everybody. Then you've got certain area scouts where they they have five or six guys, and and you got the northeast, and you got the southeast, and it's broken down different ways. Okay, so everybody just has this. This is my schools. Uh, the guy that had that part of the country for us was named Bobby Regal. Bobby was a great player. Guess what school? Penn State. And he just, ha- he just happened to have Penn State. So he was up there all the time. He played there. So you had all the connections. Wait, you should have known I'm going. Th- I'm going farther. <laughs> I'm halfway there. Spigs, hang in there with me. Jeez. I'm going to need a smoke. This story is so good. So now, okay. So now. I'm drink. My youngest. Oh, that was the joke. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a, take a sip, Dave. Just torture me. Okay, I'm going to sip my water out of my red Solo cup that I normally drink bourbon This out is of. really good, too. Oh, it's a delicious Christ. beer, isn't it? This is, I know. This is. Top notch. Good job, Tanny. Danny. Good job, uh, Green Bay. So, yes. I, I, I don't mean that. More Kenosha um, than anything. Hey, I just saw where, Grody, Kohler, my, my yeah. non-alcohol where, where brethren, was, in the hallway there. Where, where was I at? You were telling us about oh, Curtis okay. Anderson. Yeah, the, the, the guy who went to Penn State. Okay, the next We're step. good on that, truth be told. No, we're not good yet. Okay. I got one more. So now <laughs> we, we got the so guy. you got Shiano. You got the guy who went to Penn State and was the area scout. So he's bringing back his information. Shiano has his information. You got My youngest up. daughter says, oh, my God. 
Dad, I'm, she's going to visit school. So yeah, she, personal. She gets up to, no, no, no. She goes to Wisconsin. She wants to visit Indiana. She wants to visit, you know, Michigan State. Where She says, Dad, I'd really like to go visit Penn State. I said, perfect. I'll call Coach Paterno. I'll take the visit with you. Coach Paterno sets her up for the visit. I fly from Chicago to State College. Yeah. I don't go on the tour. She does the tour. Obviously. But, it, but I'm talking to Coach Paterno. Oh, my God. About your daughter's education. No. No. I, I, I know. I'm kidding. No. About, about Thank you. You're getting all the info you can possibly Thank get. you. Thank you. And, 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 and then Mark Catley, you know, was our player personnel guy. Nobody did it better than Hat. So all, did all these people lie to you? Coach, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to say that. They're all friends of mine. I believe in them. And, and, but all I know is when we drafted the guy who walked in the door is not the guy that they told you when about. We, when we drafted him, he decides he's going to hold out and miss training camp, and, and we lose to Jacksonville. You know, I, uh, it's, it's a long story. But, but the point of the matter is that, yes, Danny, you just said we don't know. We've got to find this out the next six, three months. And I'm saying good luck because it's going to be very difficult. You're going. This is still going to come down to Ryan Poles making a gut decision hmm. on the information he has, and and we got to hope that he's right. Your your and support, support and support him. Your support of Justin Fields is fascinating to me because I remember early on. Your buddies um, in the community, the coaching community, and 33rd team and others, and we've talked to Mike Martz here, would say, you know, he has a little trouble seeing it. Right. little trouble seeing it with the anticipatory stuff. We're still talking about it with the zone, but you're so convinced on his stuff, his toughness, his professionalism. Oh, everybody is, right? And, yeah. yeah, and Coach is, is, and is he, fully swayed by that. When he's down by the spigs. I, I got so many pages here, I can't even find a damn page. Did you hear what I said in the fourth quarter? We heard uh, what you said in the fourth quarter. You're so worried. It's, it's, it's average, C. C grade at best. C grade. So uh, this is can, tough stuff. So this is tough stuff. That's what you got to look at in my mind. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah, sure. You're, it's your show. Well, in 19, you, want. You, you guys probably should have drafted Randy Moss instead of Curtis Enos. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I flew to Huntington, West Virginia, too, and sat there and... And talk to Randy. So what else do you want to get into? Really? Smoke weed every day. <laughs> yeah, he did. What was your visit with pre-draft Randy Moss like? Fantastic. Oh, my God. I mean, he's one of my five <laughs> favorite <laughs> players ever. Tell me every story. Didn't he miss his flight to O'Hare, though, and, and, and miss, miss a meeting here? No. We, he... Hat, Mark Hatley and I flew and met with him and his agent and had dinner in Huntington, West Virginia. Wow. And he thought he was going to Dallas at 8, but you took Enos at 5. Yep. Yeah, we we took. Did you, but you you considered Randy Moss? Uh, oh yeah, well yeah, we knew he was a top ten pick, you know. But but at that time, I think we had maybe Jeff Graham and we had Conway. Yeah, it's and, and, to pass on Bobby Moss Ingram. For. Bobby and, Ingram. And we had Bobby Ingram, and and we needed we you know I was going to run the ball. It's as <laughs> right. simple as that. Of course. So I needed a back. <laughs> yeah, I no, needed. You, wait, I know. I just didn't need a back. I needed a. You know what Curtis Enos averaged. Per carry, you know what? He's a beast. I Coach, he was six point five yards a carry. And you had Jeff Graham. How could you possibly take Randy Moss? Well, you know what I'm saying. We had good enough. <laughs> we had good enough receivers. Good enough receivers to win from a, and with receivers. If you're not throwing the ball, yeah. Oh please! <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm sorry. You got to suffer through him, Coach. Yeah, I, I know. He he could care. He he don't care about. 
I should have talked about a receiver that I recruited. He was got his, <laughs> He had no interest in hearing about a running back. I mean, my God, what a Def- story! Defensive and, guy. And Curtis Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald made the Pro Bowl. By the way, it's ten. If he gets eleven, I think he'll tie the all-time record. Yeah, eleven Pro Bowl. What's your relationship with Aaron Donald? <laughs> you tried to redshirt him, right? Hey, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Oh wait, where did that voice come from? He's was over that? there. This guy who made the oh, bread. Yeah. All right, we got more with Dave Wanstead. Yeah, we got to talk about Jerry and Jimmy, man. Yeah, that shouldn't take long. I talked to Jimmy yesterday, yeah. It's been that long since you talked to him? (laughs) Dave Wanstead on Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Dave Wanstead. And I'm always available unless I'm doing something. uh... With Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. This segment with Dave Wanstead is brought to you by Four Winds Casinos. Your entertainment escape will get Dave's four-pack of picks for week 18 in the NFL in just a little bit. Weird slate with a lot of teams resting guys and backup QBs and everything. If you were the Niners and the, the Ravens, they're resting their QBs. They're resting some of their top players, but they also have a bye. So it's two going to be two full weeks between... Uh, two weeks off, basically, uh, for for their starters. Three weeks between games in terms of real time. Would you be worried about rust? Uh, probably a little bit, yeah. But you got to keep in mind when you get to these games, guys. It's almost players more than plays. You know, the Ravens go into the game without Lamar Jackson. It's going to be a tough day. So they've got to keep him healthy. So yeah, uh, I understand it. I understand it. But you are you concerned? I would play my lineman probably like a second or third preseason game. I would get the offensive line and those guys probably a half. But you can't. Yeah, you can't sit everybody, right? Because no, it's oh not. No. There's not 90 guys no, like like in the no. preseason. So yeah, I, you got to play I, some I'd guys. Play, yeah. I'd play them at you know at least a good half. Quarterback would be the main one. And if I, if I had you know a running back that you know the bear the, if the Bears were in, I mean you could they could alternate the three backs that they got and you could be fine. Well, I, for, I forgot what we said we were going to talk about, but uh, we can talk about the playoff situation next week. But uh, Jerry and Jimmy, because we were texting as a show wondering yeah. how that was going on Saturday night. Your guy, Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> finally into the ring of honor. Finally. For those who don't know, Jimmy and Dave were at, what, four different places together, five different places together, still dear friends, hang out on the boat. And there was Jimmy Johnson with Jerry Jones, uh, what did you make of the celebration that you saw and all the love going on between the two of them? Because it hasn't always been love, Coach. Yeah, no, it, it was good. You know what? It was two guys in their 80s that uh, have basically said enough is enough. You know, let's, uh, you know, I mean, you got to go back. These guys were, were teammates at Arkansas. When Jimmy was having his first son, this is how connected they were. When he was having Brent, his oldest son, and Jerry was having Stephen, the wives were having the children at the same time. Jimmy and Jerry were in the hospital <laughs> at the same time in Little Rock, Arkansas. And how crazy is that? So, I mean, these these guys. Uh, and that'd be Stephen, who, like, is the GM, essentially, yeah, of and, the Cowboys. And, and when Jimmy and I were assistants together at Pitt. Uh, most people don't realize. And then when he got the Oklahoma State job, we had just become very close and I went with him to Stillwater, Oklahoma, left Pittsburgh, left U Green, you know, Dan Marino, and was just because 
you know, I felt like there was an opportunity for me to really find out if I could do this and grow. That's a good move, I think. I think it worked out for you, yeah. But it's the same thing of, uh, yeah, but believing that people are going to give you an opportunity to be as good as you can be and want to be. So I, I make that move, and we're there about a month, and uh, obviously it's it's time to, in the spring, and Jimmy says, hey, come on, let's all go load up and go to Hot Springs, Arkansas. So we, we all take off to Hot Springs, Arkansas, and he's got a couple condos, and the staff and the wives are there, and the, we're not there two hours, and the door comes busting open, and here comes this guy wailing in cases of uh, beverages, and Jimmy says, hey, I want everybody to meet my, my roommate, my teammate, Jerry Jones. Wow. So that's the first time I met Jerry. <laughs> this is back in the 80s, and Jerry was obviously living in Arkansas at the time, and so accumulating the money that he would eventually use to buy the Cowboys. Yeah. And so, I mean, this, the, re- the relationship they have, and then for them to not speak and be calling each other's names. And it, it was good just to get together and move on beyond this thing. And uh, it, it worked. Jimmy wasn't there long now. He got, he got there about an hour or two before sat with Jerry a little bit. They had a press conference. Jimmy sat in his own box. Jerry sat in his box. When it was over, he told me he had a Heineken in his hand and was sitting in a private plane one hour after they said, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he didn't stay for the fourth quarter of the game. Didn't stay for the game. Walked right off the field to his plane, and he was gone. Man. It's really just sentimental. In a somewhat, uh, in, in a minorly related story, there's going to be this huge Netflix documentary with a lot of people. It's a huge Netflix story documentary coming on the Cowboys. On Jerry. I mean, yeah. Jerry's, on Jerry. Jer- yeah, Jerry Jones. But all of you, I think, ha- ha- right? Has his shit. Oh, there's another story on that for another day. Another Thanks. day. Another um, but, no, that's very cool that, so. Your guy. Your guy. See that. It was weird TV, Dave. Like, it's just Jerry and Jimmy on a microphone at ha- ESPN's like, yeah, we're not Tro- doing, we're Tro- not doing a halftime show. Our guy, our guy Troy, our guy right? Troy, yeah, yeah, was behind orchestrating that whole thing to get to get ESPN to carry that. You know, normally when you go into the Ring of Honor, and there's some somebody going into the Ring of Honor and NFL team or college thing every weekend. We just never see it because yeah. they, they don't show that on TV. Or they'll show, time. like, a 30-second clip after it happened. Yes. This yeah. happened at halftime. Yeah, and yeah, for, yeah, for ESPN to cover the whole thing. I mean, I think they were looking for some, some drama, and it just never happened. You know, I don't know what they were looking for. It was but, good. But, it was good TV. But, but Troy kind of got in the middle of the two and supposedly put the whole thing. I, I, text, I texted Troy afterwards. We were going back and forth, and he, uh, he I told him he did a great job, and he said, yeah, you know, I finally got Jimmy to come full circle. You know, that was kind of his, his. That's very cool. That's very, very cool. Um, Cowboys, you know what? The Cowboys might win, get in the Super Bowl this year. They, they're, I think they're the best team in the NFC. You think they're better than San Francisco? I do. Wow. Well, no. Do I think they're a better team? No. Okay. But I think when they do play, I think Dallas finds a way to win. Couldn't do it last year on the road in San Francisco. If Dallas had home field, I'd be with you. But they're going to have to go out there again. Yep, they are. I don't know. I just It's just the feeling, you know. Maybe it's emotional wanting it, but... Um, and then the other thing we wanted to ask you about, did you see Caleb Williams' penthouse? Did you see that? Did you see a picture of that? They lost 42-10 to 10 this year to San Francisco. Who yeah. Dallas did? Yeah. yeah I, I, know, I know. I don't know. I'm I know. just saying. I'm just saying. All right, I'm just, no, I did not see. Don't even bring that up. Now, you're, you're. I was trying to give Caleb Williams some love here on this oh, yeah. blind resume. No, we're just thinking about you because it was a USC, uh, USC guy out there in a penthouse. Wondering if you, as the head of USC recruiting, <laughs> if you had a penthouse that you could have handed out back in the day, if that would have made things even easier for you. 
Uh, no, we we had other resources back in those days. <laughs> Although we didn't have what we had, what they got now. Someone told me last week that he the kid hasn't signed with an agent and he hasn't declared for the draft yet. That they are talking to him at USC about staying. Yeah, he has not declared for the draft officially yet. But oh, listen to Coach feeding the feeding I'm, the beast. I'm just telling you what I heard. <laughs> I know. I I, I said. No, I know. He, I know. Yeah, like he doesn't have to go, right? He, he doesn't. Ha- yes, he does. No, these he, days. Yes, why? he does. Why? Because so say he can get ten million dollars to play at USC, and that's more than he can make in year one in the NFL. It still pales in comparison. Like the goal is the second contract, right? That's that's when you make your big money. Correct. So the earlier you get into the NFL, the faster you can get your second contract. So if you play another year at college, that's still another year until you can get your second contract. So I, he is not going to go back to college. That yeah. will not happen. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't say it was. I just no, no, no. I know. But, but, I, but, I, but, but the, what I, if he's, what if he doesn't want to work as hard as he knows he has to work in the NFL and he'd rather just make some money for another year or two? Well, he doesn't want to. this guy's been playing football his whole life. Now we now he doesn't want hey, to work hard. I don't know. Hey, 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 you know the best passing quarterback. Go, I don't know. I'm just throwing <laughs> things out there. You know who I I think is the best pure passer in this year's draft? We do know, as a matter of fact. You who? said it the other day. Who? Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix. You Jr. love that guy. Tell us why. Uh, well, because of his accuracy and the, how the ball comes out quick. And I think the guy's smart. I think he. Knows defenses now, and you know he's his age and his knees are against him. I know that. Right, two ACL surgeries yeah. and he's twenty four. And they, you know, he used to, you know, but uh, I'm telling you, this guy is uh, he's special. Someone's going to take this kid. I think, may, I don't know, bottom half of the first round. Let's say I, I'm just guessing. I mean, who knows? I mean, if he if he balls out in the national championship game, we've seen cra- if, if Trey Lance can be the third pick in the draft. Michael Penix Jr. can be a top can be a top five. Somebody always comes out of nowhere and climbs into that top five. That's a great analogy. I mean, you look at his numbers, what he did this year, touchdowns, passes, yards, it's crazy. Huge huge numbers. And he could, you know, someone could take him mid first round and all of a sudden be pleasantly surprised five years from now. All right. Well, are they gonna beat the Packers? I think the Bears are going to beat the Packers. Wow. I picked them. Yes, I did. I can't do And you know, you know why? Let me tell you why they're going to beat the Packers. Now, it, it, the Packers, unless Matt LaFleur has listened to our show, uh, Aaron Jones is the key to the Packers' victory. He had a huge game in week number one against the Even Bears. when Aaron Rodgers was there, when they were winning, they were balanced, and Aaron Jones was huge for Aaron Rodgers as far as passing game, in addition to his running ability with Dylan. They may lose sight of that. I don't know if they look at it the same way that, that I'm looking at it from a distance. Now, I think the Bears' defense, when you look at Jordan Love, Jordan Love, in my opinion, does a great job. He, they, he wants to throw the ball deep. He hits you on big plays. But his completion percentage, it's gotten better the last week or two. But he was going there four or five weeks in a row where it was around 50-some percent because he was throwing the ball deep. And it's when you throw the ball deep, it's, it's, it's hit or miss. It's not like those check downs and high percentage throws. He has gotten better. But I think if he comes into this game and he wants to make the big play and show up Justin Fields and prove that they can get in the playoffs, and he starts throwing the ball deep, I – Who's the number one defense and in interceptions in the NFL? It's the Bears. Chicago Bears. And I'll tell you what, if you said 
what are the first two things in a team that you got to have to win? You got to be able to stop the run and run the ball to close out games. And the Bears right now have the number one run defense and they're second in the NFL rushing. We're doing a lot of good things. We just got started late this season. But I'll tell you what, I, I like the Bears. I mean, I think Justin Fields is very confident going into this game. And whether he's here or not, he has a chance to – legacies are made in games like this. You know, let's say that Justin Fields is not here, but they beat the Bears and he run, throws for a touchdown and makes a spectacular run for one. Bear fans are going to be talking about for years. Remember when they went up to Green Bay and knocked them out of the playoffs and Justin Fields was the hero. So there's a lot, in my opinion, riding on this game for the franchise and individually. Let's kick the ball. Coach guys, oh, go I'm pumped up. Let's go. Also pumped for you to win 200 bucks to four wins. Be the fourth caller, 312-540-0670. Let's get some picks. Can I talk football here for a minute? It's time for the Four Winds Forecast with Dave Wanstead. Put your mouthpiece in, because here we go. Presented by Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo and South Bend. All right, I'm going to start here with, uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay uh, over Carolina. The game's in Carolina, but let me tell you something. Baker Mayfield, that Tampa team, uh, Carolina's going to have their bags packed. They are in a mess, players, coaches, and owners. Okay, uh, next one here. People are going to kind of think this is crazy pick, but I'm picking New England. I like New England. I am going to bet on New England to beat the Jets. If, 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 a big if this is Belichick's last game, he is not going to lose at home to the Jets. Uh, I like Philly. The Giants are only getting five points. Philly's, uh, Philly's going to come back this week. They know they got to win this game to have a chance at the division. And then lastly, Seattle. Seattle's in a dying desperate need to win they play arizona uh i look for i look for seattle to rise the occasion so i'm taking them that's my picks man that was the four wins forecast every week with dave wanstead experience the excitement at four wins casino new buffalo and south bend with award-winning cuisine the latest slots a variety of table games and luxurious hotels four wins casino your entertainment escape Coach, great stuff. Glad you enjoyed the spotted cow. We'll see you next week. I, I will. Next you know, next week I'm here. Then uh, then I'm going to take a little break for the playoffs and just be uh, phone phoning in on the phone, I think. you know. So we'll get as long as you don't phone in the, you know. So I think we've we got to get a little snack here next week. Shane said he would put something <laughs> up on the grill. I know there was something that was uh, possibly going to happen today, but. Uh, we'll feed you next week. We'll yeah. feed you. Hey, Shane didn't. Shane don't want it. He's getting, you know, he's getting soft too. You know? <laughs> Oh, wow. Shane, no, I mean, it was wow. never never a day when Shane wouldn't show up with something to snack on. You know, come on, well, I'm, Shane. I'm pissed at you. You're sitting on, on your, your stupid little postgame show on Bears, and you're taking challah bread from Ruthie like you're letting some other Chicago media member cook you food, you cheater. Yeah, nobody there had experienced it before except me because I – it's a long story. They had never experienced challah bread? No, Lance no. Briggs said he never had it, and neither did Alex Brown. So Delicious. I, yeah, I've had it. That is a long yeah, story. You're right. Times. That took a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm leaving a lot of details out. Okay? <laughs> Except I did request the raisins in it, and and uh, Ruthie's mother made it with uh, raisins in it. It was outstanding. 
So there. All right, we'll There's see you next There's a challenge week. for you. There's I a, like hollow with raisins. There's a challenge. Do you? There's yeah. See, Spigs. I got you. What about Irish soda bread? That's a more Catholic thing. I don't do the Jewish bread. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not very I'm, kosher. No, you're not. I don't have a rabbi to bless it. No, all right, get out of here. Right. <laughs> see, you, see you, Dave. Are you talking to Shane or to Dave? Yeah, can, I, I don't know who they, I'm talking they, to. They can, they can leave together. I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> or who I'm talking to. <laughs> they can leave together. Uh, Mark Grody with the Bears report. 15 minutes. We'll hear more from Luke Getze. Something very interesting in that Jalen Johnson Pro Bowl video. It's next on The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Parkinson Spiegel. Yeah. Sounds like the law firm you call when you get a parking ticket. <laughs> Afternoons on The Score. So I wanted, I wanted to bring everybody in here. Zizi. Did you want to know something about your dad? You want to know something about him? Look it. All right, I'm going to show you something. This is football now. Okay? Ready? Congrats, man. That's awesome. Proud of you. Appreciate you. Indeed. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, you know, you know, I don't, I don't text you to come in and yeah, talk, talk about. about you like what the hell? <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not doing that, bringing you in here for that. Congratulations to Jalen Johnson and Montez Sweat for both making their first Pro Bowls. We'll talk to Mark Grody for a Bears report at five o'clock. Bears putting out some good content there. Thought that was a pretty cool video. It was well done. See Eberflus having some fun. Let's let's look at a play. A dragon slayer. Come here, man. Let's look at a play. And they don't look at a play. Puts up the Pro Bowl the announcement. The of him is the Pro Bowl. It was yeah. very, very cool. I have a few questions for you about the Pro Bowl video. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number one. Does, I watched it once for the record. That's so okay. I, okay. I, I believe, so maybe... I'm asking you, does Matt Eberflus smack Jalen Johnson to congratulate him directly on the bad shoulder? That's number one. <laughs> well, he didn't practice again today, so. I mean, there's a smack <laughs> How to the shoulder. How amazing would that be if Jalen Johnson misses practice because Did of the Coach Eberflus injure me? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that's the first thing. So I don't. Right, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't know what shoulder it is, but it's the left shoulder. It's Jalen's left shoulder. I don't remember which shoulder is, but we can definitely tell from the highlight which yeah. shoulder he injures. It's, pretty, it's pretty clear. He's like, congrats, Dragon Slayer, and, and slaps, he slaps him right him on, on the shoulder. shoulder. Okay, incredible. Seems, seems ill-advised. That's right, number one. Great. Number two, Ryan Poles is there, and Jalen goes to thank Ryan Poles. They share an embrace. I believe Jalen calls him something that I personally loathe. Congrats, man. That's that. awesome. Proud of you. Appreciate you. Indeed. I appreciate it. Yep. Absolutely. Calls him big guy. Calls him big guy in there. Is that what he says? That's what I heard. Who's calling who big guy? Jalen Johnson is calling Ryan Poles big guy. You don't like that. He's not really a – is he – is Ryan Poles, like, big, big? Yeah, he's no. He's the big – Former he's, offensive lineman. He's a big dude. He's the big cheese. He's the big, a- and he's the big boss. But let me say, as a big guy – I freaking hate big guy. It's the oh. last thing. No, no. But I mean, he's just not. FYI, no big guy ever wants to be called big guy. We're aware that we are big guys. You don't need to call us that. All right, sport. <laughs> you can call me sport. I call you sport. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, pal. Pal, that's yeah. fine. All right, guy. It's not big guy. Not it, big guy. That was always a big thing with Hawk Harrelson. You'd see him like in the in the, in the stairwell there behind yeah. the press box. Like, hey, big guy. Oh, man. So like that coming from Hawk, yeah. I'll take it. But yeah. anyone else? Not and so a related sure. story: Smirnoff vodka, number two amongst all yeah. spirits sold as as covered yesterday. And then the third one is this: Does anybody have a better laugh in sports right now than Montez Sweat? Hurry up. 
I mean, listen to that laugh, dude. It's a very strong laugh. I want to hang out with Montez. I want to be on an episode uh, of yeah, That's Montez. Right? I mean, nobody's got a better laugh than so that that's guy. So that's Montez. Hey! Oh, yeah! <laughs> The Pro Bowl edition of That's Montez. <laughs> On this episode of That's Montez, Montez hits his favorite stand-up show and laughs his ass off. For real? For real. He loves Jim Gaffigan. I didn't see that coming, but he does. You know, makes you never sense. know. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. My God, I just want to hang out with that dude. He makes the defense better. He makes the room better. Uh, Lawrence- you know what we said at the end of the video? When, when alluding to the fact that Ryan Poles was in the building. Got the GM in his Got <laughs> <laughs> the GM in on this sleep. That's amazing. Well, I mean, of course the GM's going to be there for you, Tez. You're, you're like one of the I big... I mean, he's coming from Washington, though, so hey. who knows what they were doing <laughs> over there. That's true. I mean, it's a big accomplishment for Ryan Poles. Where are the strippers? Uh, <laughs> it's Washington. But I'm used to. Where are they Got the GM in his <laughs> it's because it's the little things. They fooled him. They, the fooled, big guy they fooled everybody. They fooled Montez. They fooled Jalen. They thought they were going to break down some tape. I have a question about the timing. Okay. We interviewed Jalen Johnson at five o'clock yesterday. He said that you know he was the show was going to be at seven that night. The clock in the office said six twenty, and his daughter was there. Hmm. He was wearing something different in the video than he was wearing with us on the video. Did Jalen Johnson change into a different sweatsuit, drive from his house (laughs) to the facility Uh because he was called in with his daughter to go over something for scheming? Or did he already know that he was going to the Pro Bowl and he withheld information from us? Didn't he? That's a good question. If he he withheld information from us, I'm asking it about him on Monday. You're trying to do the logistics, That's not cool. the logistics of the timing and everything. He he told us that he knew he was going to be in the Pro Bowl, though. Do you remember that moment in the interview? We flat he said, out. He said, "I know I will." Be. I know I am. Yeah. Yes. But so he knew. But is that had this already was, happened? He was second in fan voting. Uh, he he knows that he is a Pro Bowl caliber player. What time did that video get released? After the... Like 7.15, I think yeah, is when it was posted. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, exactly. So it probably did happen last night. It's not like it happened the night before or anything like that. I you mean, don't think? I don't, I, I don't think so. And I would think that the NFL that's unveiling it on the NFL Network would want to do... Wouldn't want it to, to leak. Yeah. So they would do it as close to it as possible. I, Shout I, out to your sport, by the way, for announcing stuff like that during the season. You know what I mean? In prime time. Yeah. Towards <laughs> the end. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. prime time. Yeah. I mean, I would have recommended like late February sure. NFL Network, about 940 Eastern. Yeah. I, I thought that it was, I, I think that Jalen Johnson left our interview and went back to the facility because he lives close to there. And found out that he was going to the Pro Bowl. He's like, I got to bring my daughter because we have dinner plans or something. And they're like, oh, it'll only take a minute. I think that's what happened. But it's definitely possible that that happened earlier in the day and their clocks are wrong. Very strange. Well, maybe he was like helping out the Bears and their their social media. So, 
Well, it's possible. Well, I'll take that up with him next week. All right. Well, good good for Jalen and good for Montez. Montez talked today, part of the locker room uh, crew that was out there and available for Mark Grody and others to get sound. DJ Moore did not make a Pro Bowl. He addresses it. Yeah. And how did the media read Luke Getze's full-throated endorsement of Justin Fields having a very bright future? Is that in the interest of self-preservation? We'll talk about it with Mark Grody for a Bears report next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.